let's talk about um, sort of how, how, what happened there. <laughs> I've got four dogs. Sorry, <laughs> hold on. That's, that's fine. They might make the video. They might make the cut. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to SGTV. So today it is World Youth Skills Day, and joining on joining us on the show, we've got four apprentices. So it's a lot of faces here on the SGTV screen, but it's good to have you all with us. So uh, let's uh, let's say hello to Louis Foskett in the in my top left hand corner. We've got Louis there. We've got hi mate. We've got Caitlin. Hello. Hello, Caitlin. I'm confused to your backdrop there. It's my back garden. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we've got Michael sat uh, in his room by the looks of it. Hi, Michael. Hi, then. Yeah, I like the paint theme you've got going on. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and we've got Tiana down Hiya. the bottom there. Hi, Tiana. Hi. Um, so as I said in the intro to this, it's uh, World Youth Skills Day. This is when this video is going out. So what better way than to have some young apprentices on the show. Um, so we want to talk about sort of the insights into what you're doing at college, what you're doing on site, your motivations on getting apprenticeships and working and your future goals. So I think if we can start off, we'll just go round the table. Um, I want to ask you all why you chose to get an electrical apprentice, apprenticeship. Um, so let's start with you, Tiana. Um, well, when I left school, I went to sixth form and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I've always liked construction. So I thought I'd try multi-trade and obviously you had to pick towards the end. So I picked electrics and ever since I've never looked back. Really? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm glad it's the best decision I've ever made. So I've gone uni anyway. How, how far into your apprenticeship are you then? I've only got like two months left. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So it's nearly time for, well, you're probably working yeah, in it anyway, but it's nearly time for the, the real world to start hitting home. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Um, how about you, Michael? What made you want to get um, get an electrical apprenticeship? Well, originally I wanted to join the Royal Engineers in the Army. Okay. Um, I didn't pass my English to be sparking there. <laughs> So the only other option was to go to college and do electrics. Yeah. So I chose that option instead. And yeah, it's been good. Yeah. And how far into to your apprenticeship are you? In my apprenticeship, I'm going to my fourth year now. Yeah. So I've been with two employees since I started because uh, I had trouble with the first one after two years in. Yeah. So recently changed, but it's good in play now. You're happy where you're at now then? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. How about you, Caitlin? Uh, well, it's different up in Scotland. Um, there's not actually many um, girls actually that do this. Um, so the reason I started it was because I was sick of people telling me that I couldn't do it because I was a girl. So I just went and done it, just to prove them wrong, basically. Yeah. Um, and this is, I'm getting my third year just directly. And this is my second employer as well because I had trouble with my first employer as well so uh, i mean you, you've done it to sort of prove people wrong but you enjoying it you've not sort of done that and thought oh actually, no no like, i'd always this. wanted to do it but there's like i can count in one hand up in scotland how many girls actually that, that does it really yeah there's like you, none whatsoever why do you think that is though i mean when i when i first started interviewing people on this channel um we were we, we were getting some some female electricians on the show and one of the questions I was asking them um, was, have you ever sort of come across any prejudice being a female in the industry? And most of them, obviously they're based in down here in England. Most of them were saying, no, it's almost the opposite. I have. I find it so hard. I find it so hard to actually get a job. I had to around so many employers and so many of them told me no because they didn't want trouble on sites because I was a girl. Yeah. They thought bringing me on would no make the guys work or something like that. <laughs> that's, a, so, that's a shame to hear though. Because there was one, there was one job that the guy was like, "Oh, I really want you to join. You sound good." And it was like working away and stuff. And then, by the end of the conversation, he's like, "How would your dad feel if you had to go work away with a bunch of guys?" And I was like, "He's fine. I was like, it's my career. He's happy with me." And he's like, "That ah, well, I wouldn't like my daughter doing it, so I can't get to the job." And I was like, "Right." All right. So it sounds like you've got a lot to prove up there then. And some people you need whipping into shape to teach them a thing or two about the modern Definitely. times. Yeah. I need told. Uh, before I come on to you, Lewis, actually, I just want to come back on to you, Tiana. Have you have you ever experienced that kind of thing? 
Not really, no, apart from one company saying, oh, it's going to be difficult to get like toilets for you to go toilet and it's going to be difficult because, you know, you're female, so you won't understand the lads kind of banter. And it's like, you haven't given me a, a opportunity to even try and see if I liked it or if I can get on with it. And they just said to me after, it's not because like towards the end of the interview, there's like, to be honest, we're not going to give it yet. It's not because you're a girl, but I didn't think it was because of that. And there's like, then later yeah. on, a couple of years later, I was like, oh, you can have your back. I was like, I don't think I want to because I don't think they'll appreciate me and what I can do, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Not really, though, not as much because down here, we've got, we got quite a handful of female yeah. electricians. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going off topic here, but I mean, it's something I was speaking to some people at work today about is I think a lot of people when they're getting into the industry, I don't know if all of you here would probably agree. Um, it's usually you're inspired by someone, whether it's your dad's an electrician your uncle, your granddad, your friend. Um, and I think traditionally that's how a lot of people get into it, you know, especially from my generation, previous generations. But I think now with things like Instagram and YouTube, we see people out there earning money, having fun, doing what they're doing. And you've got female sparks on YouTube, you know, you've got like Karen Boom and um, Amy and a lot of them. And I'm wondering if that's an inspiration to you, if that sort of helps you drive you get into it more. I've been on a few uh, podcasts where like Amy the Sparking, like Kim the Sparking stuff. They've messaged me to like bring me on. Yeah. Because like there was a type, there was a there's a Facebook page that my face get plastered all over basically from this guy and that also like the girls on Instagram didn't like it, so they so they brought me on just kind of like, to, to like talk about it. Yeah. Um, Lewis, I've left you out. I've left you up there all, all <laughs> alone. Let's uh, let's get you involved. So. Um... You're there at the train station by the looks of it. So I can see a pub behind you as well. So there's, uh, you know, we know what you've been doing there. Anyway. <laughs> so um, so what what made you get into, get into an electrical apprenticeship? Um, I actually didn't want to. It was my old man. So going back to what you were saying just a minute ago about like your dad or your granddad was a spark. My dad's a spark. So he kind of forced me into it. If that's the right word to use. Forced so, you into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You're not living much. in my house like, unless you get yourself an apprenticeship. Pretty much. I was labouring after school. I did a bit of labouring over the summer um, and just wanted to be a builder, really. Like, I enjoyed it. And he was like, you need to get something. Do you know what I mean? Like, you need to get qualifications. Um, so, yeah, he just put me into an apprenticeship. I didn't even want to do it for the first two years. Hated it. Are you enjoying it now, though? Uh, some parts. Do you see? Do you see, <laughs> still, do you see yourself pursuing it more though once you, you finish your apprenticeship? Oh yeah. Once once I finished college, um, it got so much better because college was just a bit. Well, my college anyway, it was very. Um, I don't know. You didn't really learn much in college. Like you just had loads of young kids in a class just winding teachers up. Like we had more teachers and students at one point like we were just rolling through teachers they were just coming going yeah so I just didn't like it to be honest with you college I just didn't switch on to it at all I wish you know, I did I've heard this a lot um but about pe people in colleges all over the country saying that the, the tutors are just a revol revolving door and it's yeah. affecting their learning and their progression is, uh, have you all found that to be an issue or were you quite happy with your level that you've yeah. been taught at I've had about four tutors <laughs> Really? And, yeah, and we're getting on to our third assessor now. <laughs> so uh, we had one who didn't come out and visit us. And I think I've had, since the three, three years I've been doing it, we've had two on-site assessments. And there should be one every eight weeks. Wow. So. What do, yeah. you, think, what do you think that is, though? I mean, are you, are you like just bad students that are driving your tutors <laughs> insane? or? Surprisingly, there's still 20 of us. There's still, really? I think they started about 22 and there's still 20 of us in, in our like yeah well, i think it's funding it must be funded surely I, I really don't know i mean i've i've had tutors we have uh neil mcmanus from leicester college on the show um now and again and he he's been at that college for quite a number of years and from what i've heard of him he, he you know he enjoys his job he, he sticks with it and there are committed tutors but all over the country i'm hearing the same sort of thing for the opposite end of, end of the scale as well um, how about you, Caitlin, up in Scotland? Um, the reason I ask is I've heard that funding and equipment and things like that in Scotland can often be better funded than it is in, in, in England. 
Um, college has actually been fine. Um, you get so in the first year you get the same like le- you get like, the same lectures. So for my first year, I had three lectures, one for principles, one for tech studies, and then one for obviously like in the workshop. And then when I moved to second year, you change like you get three different lectures. Um, I've had one site visit. Um, I've not been at college for ages because obviously COVID and stuff because it's shut. But our college is fine. I don't know if it's because I don't know. Like the lecturers seem to like like me better than the boys. <laughs> um, no offense to the boys in this the call, but they. Um, I don't know if it's just because they want more girls to obviously join up in Scotland, so they kind of. I get a lot more opportunities than obviously what the boys do. Do you think that's down to also character as well? Do you think? Um, I mean, again, I keep mentioning about people I've spoken to on the show, but I hear people saying they'll take. They'll employ someone over attitude than ability any day of the week. And I suppose for a lecture yeah. teaching a classroom full of kids, sorry, not kids, sorry, uh, learners um, like yourselves, that they're going to they're gonna probably find a bit more enthusiasm in the, the pupil that's reciprocating that. Well, when obviously, like, when like, the lectures come in, I always get made like an example of, I'm like kind of like one of the oldest in my, in my year. And I get took around all the, like, the classes because I think I, I won the, the apprentice of the year in my college. Um, so I always get made like, an example of because they're like, oh, she can go home and not study tonight because she applies to a class where I'll use Egypts that they call them. Just don't just mess about. So I don't know if it's just because they want to try and get more girls in that they're kind of putting more time into me. I noticed a giggle from you, Tiana. Did you did you have something similar in your classroom then? Um, it's funny because with my teacher, like, I still speak to her, even though I've left college about two years ago. I still am in contact with my tutors, but that's because I think it was because of my enthusiasm. So in that sense, they pushed me a bit more because I was more interested in the lectures. And don't get me wrong, I didn't pay a full attention, but for the exams and that, I did like a, a little bit longer, whatever, to get my head around it all. So in that yeah. sense, I can see what she means, like, you know, Caitlin means, because that was like me, like, they pushed me, they tried a bit harder with me, I don't know if I was so female, but they also said as well, it's based off enthusiasm, and yeah. even though my college didn't have a lot of funding, they still kind of tried with me, and tried to push me through an apprenticeship route, instead of some, because I was in adults class, because I started at 19, so with the older lot, so in that sense, they pushed me, even though I was probably the youngest in the class, they carried on, like, the word they tried to give me opportunities more than the older lot because they seen a future and they knew I was enthusiastic so in that sense I'm like I don't know if it depends on the teacher because <laughs> I had three different ones and all three of them pushed me yeah I suppose there's so many so many variants yeah. to, 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 to it all the student the tutor the funding the yeah. area possibly I don't know you know but I suppose all you can do is try your best and I know from speaking yeah. to tutors and employers alive uh, your your attitude uh, of you, your willingness to work and even knock doors and ask for apprenticeships and and that kind of thing that that speaks volumes. So um, uh, I want to talk about sort of your your goals though. Um, some people like Lewis has mentioned you've sort of been pushed into an apprenticeship. Some will choose to with a goal set in mind, and I'm guessing maybe you've all got different aspirations of where you want your to career your, your career to go to. So. Um, let's start with you, Michael. Um, what, where, where do you sort of see, uh, without it being a typical interview question, where do you see your career going? Uh, ideally, I want to go on working for the distribution network operators. I want to go more DNO route. So I feel like I would prefer cable joining or being become a fitter in a substation or something rather than smashing someone's house to bits. So sort of a bit more industrial, commercial, that kind of level? Oh, yeah, more, uh, more like power and distribution rather than the actual... And okay. consumer. What sort of what draws you to that? I just don't know. It's just it's always been, I had the opportunity before I even started, and I regret it most days. <laughs> yeah. So I had a chance to work for my local dinner, which was Northern Power Grid, and I turned it down, thinking I'd rather be a Sparky. And now I look at it, I think I rather went the other way. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's easy for me to say because I'm not the I'm not that company. But I think when you when you're honest with companies as well, because they've all been there. 
most most sparkies would have at some point been an apprentice or an adult learner or however they've got into it thought they're going to go in one direction and then realize they've got a knack for something else whether it's fire industrial whatever it might be um and you know that they've been there so if, you, if you're saying look at the time i wasn't interested maybe give me another shot it's always always worth asking the question at least i suppose um. I was talking to a local, one of the local lads who worked for him, and he said best route to go is if you're already an electrician or something, he says go become an engineer there instead to do yeah. like a craft apprenticeship. And then they'll, they say they'll pay your degree in that and get your HNC and HND. Yeah. Something good to have. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of the things we've covered in these uh, episodes that there's advantages to being self employed, there's advantages to being employed by companies. And anyone watching this episode, you know, just check out the page and check out the videos. There's plenty of videos there for you to sort of gauge what might be best for you. Um, but let, let's go over to you, Lewis. Um, so what, what's your sort of your goals that you want to get out of this? Where do you see yourself going? Well, today I've reset my AM2. So I failed it the first time two, two months ago or something. Um, so I've just redone that. So hopefully once I get my gold card, um, I'm all, I've always been interested in like the underground because I'm from London. It's always been, it's like how they get that down there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So London underground or offshore, like oil rigs and that. Um, but even a work abroad, like I've done some work in France and Portugal as an apprentice, luckily. Um, and that was just, yeah, good. Compared yeah, to working in London, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's nice. So just something different. Yeah. When I'm done, we recently had a guy called Neil Bridgman on the show who uh, he does work. Uh, he's he's a rail electrician, and you know some of the things he was telling me, getting to go into some of the old abandoned railway uh, stations and things like that, and working on that. It's that. It does sound does sound quite interesting. Oh yeah, and um, have you listened to the E5 group? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like stories on that. It's just, yeah, there's so much work out there. Like, just one path has opened so many doors. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, one thing, exactly. One thing we're going to be doing on this show, which we've been sort of recording in the background, we've been doing a, a mini series called Job Routes for Electricians. Um, so we've had people, we've had guests on the show from uh, who do domestic installs, commercial, industrial, rail, agricultural, um several more you know just to open people's eyes up as to say right once you get your qualification uh if you want to go and do domestic that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but there's also all these different avenues you can go down some of them are talking about their experiences where it took them all over the world Beijing olympics london olympics working in australia and i'll get quite jealous talking to some of them you know so, um, oh anyway, yeah yeah how about you, Tiana? What's your sort of uh, aspirations? Truthfully, I want to be a um, electric car charging point unit, Sparky. I just look, I just look. I'm fascinated with cars, and it just, I feel like it's the way forward. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I, I literally, I just wanted to have my own business in electric car charging point unit. It's like I want to just pay for the course and go through what's done my aim to, because it just, I'm just fascinated with it. Like yeah. I just think it's amazing. Yeah. Like you say, there's definitely a future in it with how things are going and laws being passed for electric cars mm -hmm. by certain dates. I can't remember what the dates are. Um, and I know having spoken to several Sparkies, I sort of dipped in and out of it. They've sort of done a bit and thought, no, 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 I'll stick to what I, what I do, which is fine. You know, there's no right or wrong way to work mm -hmm. um, in, in terms of your direction. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. There's plenty of opportunity there for the taking. So yeah, definitely, definitely. definitely worth looking out for. Especially when I watch artisan electrics and like, Ooh, I want to really do it now. I can see him always doing it. I'm like, this is pretty cool, especially on a hot day like this. I don't want to be in a house with tenants or yeah. inspection and testing. I just want to go out there and, you know, be out and offer, get offered a cup of tea without having to worry about the tenants and whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Caitlin? Um, so, I feel like, obviously, I've got that. There's not many, obviously, girls in that. So, I feel like I've kind of got a lot to prove. Um, so... Obviously, my Instagram that you mailed me on is kind of the starting point of, like, my business and, like, what I've called it and that. So I've called it after my dog because it's, like, just something different. Um, but I kind of want to do, like, a bit of everything, like, gas, heating, 
just like absolutely everything in my work's just also put um, people through their car charging qualifications. So I'm going, I'm getting to do that soon as well. Um, but my company's great. Like they give me every opportunity that I could like want, if you know what I mean. So, but eventually I'll obviously start on my own. What's what sort of what attracts you to to working for yourself? I'll probably ask this to you as well, Tiana. You've both mentioned <laughs> that you you yeah. know you've got a goal of working for yourself at some point. Just really because. Like, as I say, like, up here, there's not, like, girl companies anywhere. And, like, i I done some work down in England um, with one of the one of the guys that I work with. And I went to, like, a few, like, a few, like, girls' houses. And, like, I'm so glad that a girl's appeared because she felt, like, on edge, like, the full time because she thought it was just going to be a guy. So I just, so I'm like, well, if I can start doing, like, a bit of everything of it and then, start like more girls like working for me obviously still have guys in that as well so I'm not just going to have like an all girl company but I feel like up here there's like none of that at all so yeah. it'd be good to kind of start something like that yeah big big I suppose it, it just needs one person to start that effect and hopefully it'll have a knock-on effect won't it um let, let's talk about sort of hands-on experience again this is some I'll, I'll get mixed question mixed answers from for depending on where you're learning but um, how hands-on experience has your college learning been compared to your your apprentice learning? Let's let's start with you, Michael. So, well, before I started apprenticeship, I went and did a level two diploma before. So okay. when I was 17, I did that. So uh, ever since I started my apprenticeship, I've always been more hands-on. And when I started the college course, I made sure for Christmas I asked for a tool set. So I got them CK Magma sets, which I started out with. And yeah, so most of mine's always been hands on. So I do like consumer unit changes, inspections, yeah. I've done car charges, I've done all sorts. Work the, from the, is it quite a contrast to what you're learning in, in college though? Well, with college, we only just started doing practical at the beginning of like last year. Because we've had different because we had so many tutors, one tutor wanted to get through all the theory work before we did any practical. Right. So we did most of us have done well, all of the theory work's done, but there's still practicals, I think. Was it quite, was it quite a, sh- a sort of shock to the system going from quite theory-based learning in college to then going out with your employer? Not really, no. I think it's just a gradual thing. I always yeah. wanted to be hands-on, so... That's good, then. That's, that's good. From that. It's nice to hear that you've you found that easy transition. I don't always hear this, that that kind of good, good answer, really. Um, what about um, I'm going to ask you Tiana it looks like Lewis is getting on a train right now so uh, so, um, so yeah how how sort of different was your your learning compared to what you were getting out on the tools with your employer um, well I started well, I started electrics without an apprenticeship like I literally done my level two and three and then towards the end of my level three they said oh you can have an apprenticeship you like my company did I said like, okay fine so for me it was a shock to my system and I started doing inspection and testing and compared to what it was like in college how it was in on site it blew my mind I remember having to read through my books again because in college they kind of just want you to get through it kind of thing and you know you think oh you know I don't need to go back to it one day and when I went back to it it literally blew my mind like if I felt like I was relearning everything again yeah it's just a little stuff as in for example um lighting intermediate lighting I was like I'd never thought I needed to use it and still till I started working in social housing I was like actually you know you're gonna have to re- like learn that get back on your board and start doing it again so for me it was a big transition and I kind of struggled with it a little bit when I first started my apprenticeship because they kind of expected me to know it because I was doing my level three yeah but I didn't so it was like what would you do in college all that time <laughs> kind of thing like, you know it, just was there quite a lot of pressure so if you if you've gone into that company qualified and then they're asking you to I don't know chase out walls or pull cabling through joists and things like that and the methods that you might have been taught on a board in college to then doing it it's physically different. yeah was that quite it's a lot of pressure, pressure? Was on, honestly yeah it was kind of like there was the sat- I remember one time I got pulled in the office says what have you done I says I ain't done anything and I was like oh no they literally said they literally said, oh no and they put me on voyage you know to get like the practice says do smoke large rewires and I was like oh this is not that bad but it's kind of like I had to relearn everything from level two to level three to now being a proper apprentice. So in that sense, my company was quite lenient, but in the other hand, it was like, what have you done? Like, why have you not done anything? Like, 
you know, you need to learn it kind of thing again. So they gave me like a week to learn everything again. <laughs> so I was literally back in my books by what, third probably day in my electric, but you know, apprentice. But you managed it though. Yeah. And I got my own van. Yeah. Your van looks pretty clean, by the way, as well. Most, oh. most, most people's vans that I speak to on here, there's like McDonald's packets and. <laughs> You know, rubbish everywhere. So I try, I try, honestly. I threw it all on the floor in the corner so you can't see it. <laughs> I've, I've done that in here. This is my little spare room. There's yeah. usually like mountains of rubbish. I just piled <laughs> it on the floor right now. So. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Lewis, uh, you, you're on a train now by the looks of it. So um, let's uh, let's talk about your sort of. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll try our best anyway. So, what's your sort of your learning experience in terms of? physical aspect your hands-on from college to what you're doing now hands-on fine so I've always been very hands-on at school so going into this trade wasn't too bad it's when I was trying to learn the like the theory of everything so what I'm struggling with now is going back and doing my AM2 I don't really do a lot of tests on install so when it comes to the testing I'm like oh that's what that old man was talking about in college like so I'm kind of having to relearn what I already learned at college so you're more of a sort of a physical learner than a book learner if that makes sense so quite quite similar to Tiana in a way that you're having to sort of revisit and you know what I don't think that ever ends I know I know people that have been in the industry for so many years and then they might get pulled back into a certain kind of a job or a situation where they're like, oh, I haven't, I haven't done this since college and they're, they're back there on the books. Um, so let's talk about your employers. So one thing is getting qualified, doing your learning through college or whichever way you've done that. And it's another thing entirely actually gaining an apprenticeship and having that employer there to take you on. So how difficult has it been for you? Let's, um, let's go over to you, Caitlin. Oh, I find it really hard. Um to actually obviously get one so like when I first started my apprenticeship it was kind of like a family member that took me on um and I think the only reason that he done that was because he felt bad because I couldn't really get anything um so what I did with them was I literally it was like garden lights I used to do so all I did for like my first year was armor cable and clean out his garage basically yeah. um didn't really learn anything else um, I learned more at college than I did with my first company. And then up in Scotland, we have a thing called Select. I don't know if he's... Yeah, yeah. So um, I went on that and just emailed so many companies to try and get out of it because I was like, I'm not going to get anywhere with this, with the company that I'm with for now. And then that's how I found, obviously, the company that I'm with just now. Um, and they're great. Yeah. They're, you like, far better. Do you think you'll stay on with them, even though once all your learning's finished, you'll just stay on as an employee? Um, I will for like a wee bit, and then obviously, as I said, I want to obviously go out my own and yeah. start my own business, but all I do right now is inspection and testing. So I'm out every day just doing like so many EICRs and then like remedial work. But at college up in Scotland, you don't learn inspection and testing until your third year. So, and I'm not in third year yet. Okay, so by the time you come to do it in college, you're already a pro at it. Yeah, because I've been doing it for like a year now. Yeah. Like, I do about eight, nine EICRs a day. Okay. So, that's so, quite a lot. So, when you, go, when you go into your college to next year to do, to do that, are you, I know, I know for different subjects, if you've got experience, actual evidence of, evidence of experience in, the, in a certain field, you can present that to your tutor and they can almost assess that early would that be the same for you i honestly can tell you if yeah. if that's a if actually a thing up here to be fair i i don't know this is what this is why i'm asking that i've, no, I've, I've heard about know. it in you different subjects about it. yeah it's probably a question for my train officer i suppose because obviously if i can because i do it so often it's like second nature like how you like fill out the search how you actually do it so it's yeah. probably like everything else. It's a bit dodgy with me because I'll say I don't do that all the time. So like rewires or like do whatever. But I do quite a lot of homework as well. So 
I'm quite like confident in everything to be fair. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it'd be worth asking asking the question if you were just go to your your tutors and just say, look, here's evidence of me doing this for nearly a year or however long you've been doing it. Um, will this progress me onto a different module or you know? Because it's totally different. Like our college learning is totally different. Feel like down in England, like we don't have like an AM two or like in that. I don't even know what it was called, but I know it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I think I suppose different. It, it does differ, doesn't it? Um, let's let's go over to Michael. Um, how did you get onto your apprenticeship? Was was that difficult? It was very difficult where, because I live in a rural place in North Yorkshire, so the closest big town is Middlesbrough, which is about 40 miles away. And then, 40 miles, did you say? Yeah. Oh, okay. The only other place is Scarborough, which is about 25, 30. So. Yeah, I've been on holiday there. <laughs> no, I, I live in Whitby, so just up from Scarborough. Yeah, okay. So there's not many employers around here, and if there are, they already have like apprentice, apprentices and... So, so when I first started, I had to do three months work experience for free. So mm. I just offered it out there just because I, I was looking for ages, months and couldn't get anything. So, And before then, we didn't even have a hotel in our town either. So oh, our, really? Yeah, our closest place, we used to have to wait 40, 50 minutes to get deliveries every day just to, for your jobs. Yeah. So how, how did you find the, the place you're with now then? Well, it was, it was my first employer, so I did three months work experience and then uh, he was told if I was you I'd take him on because uh, he's a keen lad and so I took that on and I was with them for two years and then uh, just after Covid like the first lockdown then it started struggling with that company so hmm. I changed and because uh, I used to work away I used to do bits away so we, we used to work down in Surrey and stuff like that and I was on £6.45 I think Whilst I was working away, no meals. Like, only meal okay. I had was evening meal. So, breakfast and dinner, I had to pay for out my own pocket. So, it was. Tins of spaghetti out. and smart price objects. Yeah, so it worked out working away down for like a week on at an end, working over weekends and stuff. It weren't worth it. So, yeah. So, I saw a company that was looking for either a, someone with level three or an apprenticeship or something and took that. And, not looking back, £10 an hour now, I think. Yeah. That's good, though. I mean, even, it, like you say, you're in a rural area where there's not many not many people employing, and, and you've still managed it. You've still got onto that that ladder of, you know, working your way up in, in the industry. So, you know, fair play to you, and I hope that is, of you know, some inspiration to people watching who might be in a situation like yourself that might be out, living out in the sticks like, in a rural area and they're yeah, thinking oh well, I'm never going to be able to get a, an employer but you've done it so yeah it's like one of my mates he lives literally in the middle of nowhere he's uh he lives in a little village and he he just he managed as well but both of us both did like work experience so yeah and I think most people around here either just try and get in it because they're told to or they don't actually they're not that bothered really and they just couldn't care yeah and it goes back to the whole attitude thing that, we, that I mentioned earlier you're showing a willingness to do it then you're going to end up doing it at some point so someone's going to recognize that and take you on yeah yeah how about you tiana how did you get um get involved with your your your, your employer oh um, well my auntie worked for the company so i knew that because she she housed with them as well as work for them so one day my step my mom no my mom gave me the application sent to my stepdad and then i just thought because oh, i had other job offers as well like i would regret some of them i regret anyway but um <laughs> I went for this company because I thought, okay, secure. And even during lockdown, even though I was off for a year on and off, you know, during this first lockdown, they still carried on, like, you know, trying to, like, you know, give you stuff to do at home and all this. So for me, I got with my employer probably 2019, was it? And they was willing to take me on. I was happy and <laughs> I haven't looked back. Like, yeah. And to be honest, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that it was hard. It was more of a case of... um. I had to compete against so many different lads and that was the hardest part for me to get my employment was every single employer I went to especially like towards the end I noticed that I was competing with more and more people there's a lot to do like I remember like getting to the point I was like I don't know if I want to carry on this because I'm struggling to get an employer because no one wants to take me on and then at one point as soon as I accepted my employer that I'm working with now it was offer so many came back to me I was like 
too late outside the contract. Yeah, so for me, it wasn't it. that hard. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't as hard. It's more of a case of trying to get competed against other candidates. That was the hardest part for me. Find the jobs were hard. So I live in West Midlands. So there's so many different, you know, places and I drive. So that was a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the good things, I suppose, about, I mean, we, we, us at, at Skullmore, we're Tamworth-based. So are you Birmingham-based? Birmingham-based, yeah. Yeah, so it's quite, with it being central, you've got everywhere sort of that you yeah, reach, so which is handy. It wasn't that hard, really. Caitlin, you you mentioned um, that you do a lot of EICRs. Is that your, I want to sort of dispel the rumour that an employee is going to make the apprentice do all the rubbish work. Not to say that they probably are having to do some of it, um, but how, how's it been for you? Um, I don't get any rubbish work at all. Like, with my, with my old company, like, there was a job that we could dig two, two manholes and my husband, another apprentice, sat in the van and watched me do it myself um, because it was snowing. So they made me go out and do it. And I mean, like, the run that you have to do it from was a, was a, fair, like, a fair amount. So also when you've got the wheelbarrow with like, the pea gravel in it, it's obviously to stop like, the water in that. That was, and then, so they were just sitting watching you, and then obviously I always get me to tied out the van, but with this company, I don't do any of that. Like, I totally get to, like, do my own thing. Like, obviously, and then do, obviously, jobs. And I get sent out with people, like, when we get, like, new people coming to work for us, I get sent with them to kind of show, like, to show them how things are done, basically, rather than, and I suppose, like, in a way, the people that come to work for us don't really like it because they're like, well, I'm qualified, you're an apprentice. But as my company sees it, I've been doing it a lot longer than them. So even though I'm an apprentice, I still get treated as if I'm qualified, if you know what I mean, and like kind of run like my own like, workload. Which is yeah. good. That, no, that is good. Has it been the same for you, Michael? Yeah, well, I just work with, there's four of us all together. There's the two two bosses and they go out together and me and another lad and we just, well, crack on. So if one does one rubbish job one day, someone else will do it next day. So. Yeah, I think that's only fair. I mean... I take it in turns. Yeah, I think a lot of people have been on building sites with different trades and, you know, you, you, get, the, you get the rough end. You get the carry this, carry that, dig that you know do all this sort of stuff but um i suppose it's character character building as they say for some of the jobs so yeah well i say even our bosses digging getting to the other day at work and stuff yeah that's good though i do believe in leading by example no matter how high up you sort of get to your you know what position you get to so i think that's good um what about you tiana what sort of uh i'm similar to caitlin like i literally do EICRs, empty properties, and that's about it. And to be honest, I'm not exactly like okay. So let me run the show, really, ain't it? <laughs> Does Diana want to do that much work today? No, and I'm not joking. But um, they literally just let me be, like, do what I want, really. As long as I do at least three properties a day, EICRs, and they're fine with it. But I also do a bit of, like, you know, day-to-day, as in going to properties, change a light bulb, come back out, um, just little stuff like that. There's not, because I do social housing, there's not a lot of work to do kind of thing. Yeah, and um, to be honest, because I've still I came back after a year, they kind of had to put me on empty properties to get myself back into the swing of things. So I literally do EICRs and remedial, realistically, like there's nothing massive like with my job. So yeah. Um, what about tools? I mean, let's stay with you, Tiana, whilst you whilst you're here. I know different employ different companies will sort of do things different. They might buy their apprentice a full set of tools. They might give them a bit of a contribution. They might give them old tools or just lend them them so that when it comes time for them to move on, they've got to hand the tools back. How's that been for you? I've had to pay for every single one of them. Like really? Any tool, yeah. Because in my contract, they was like, okay, you don't, you, you're you on a better salary because you pay for your own tools. So they kind of negotiated with the salary and whatever. And they said to me, one tool a month, Power tools and that, they give us anyway, like the power tools, like drills, SDS drills, that was fine. My hand tools, I paid for them myself. I get a meter anyway, like a test meter. So it wasn't really a lot, it's just really a good set of screwdrivers, pair of crappers, and that was really it. There's not, there's not a lot to do with my work because I do social housing and we contract out some rewires and 
very rarely we do rewires and that. Yeah. So for okay. me, it was just literally getting some standard hand tools and make sure the last really. Yeah. Well, what yeah. about you, Michael? Well, with my first employer, so we had to any hand tools and uh, combi and impact we had to pay for ourselves. So it was seen as your job role is this, you need this to do your job role. So you really require it. Whereas employer will now either pay for hand tools if you break a screwdriver, they'll replace it or you blow your side, it cuts up or something, they'll replace them all for free. So what would be what would be the case if you were to leave that company and go move elsewhere? Would you be allowed to take those tools with you or is it belong yeah, to yeah. the company? Like hand tools, they wouldn't let us take like I wouldn't say they'd let us take all like uh, the uh, like circular saws and stuff like that. They wouldn't let us take that. But like I say, my, the tools I use now are mine anyway. So I have my own impact and combi and hand tools and tester and all that lot. So yeah, if I did go, I'd have all my own stuff anyway. So I've just always been like that. Like I say, when I started my college course, I started with like a 200 pound set, which I don't have anymore because I've just upgraded it over time. But They become like toys, I think, don't they? Just oh, big kid toys. That. I wouldn't want to imagine <laughs> how much I've spent on tools. Yeah. I've, I've, earned, I've earned about seven veto bags, so <laughs> it says it all, really. Yeah. Whenever I go into any of the tool shops and you see it coming out, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's go over to you, Caitlin. How, how about you on the, on the tool side of things? Uh, I get gifted all mine. I don't pay for a thing. Uh, no, I need. I just ask for <laughs> You what, sorry? Anything I need, I just ask for it and they just get me it. Yeah. I've, yeah, and if I, the old company, they did the exact same, and then when I left, I got all the tools like they'd got me. It um, sounds like you've got it so straight up there, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, Matt, like, the, the company that I'm with now would honestly, like, they'll do anything for you. Yeah. It's like, I've just got, they just got me a Dewalt down there. Yeah, that's mine. Name dropping. I'm going to have to beat that out. <laughs> um, And I've got, I've got one van as well. Um, the, um, one of the somebody reached out to me on Instagram for Merck, um, and they've gifted my company a electric van for Merck. Basically, so it's a electric and it's basically mine, and they want to come out and obviously riddle with me and like a day to day life driving about in this yeah. electric van that they gave us. So yeah, I've kind of got it good up here. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Considering you, considering you said that no one wants female sparkies up in Scotland, you seem to be doing pretty well. Well, to be fair, I think it's really down to the employer and how they put you across to people. And obviously social media is like a really big thing as well. So it's like since I've been like, so I put on like, a, there's podcasts on like Instagram, so I've been on like Apprentice One to One, I've been on like the Monday Club, I've been on with like Kimmy the Sparky, Charlotte Electric, she's for London, um, Amy the Sparky. Like, so many people, like, reach out to me, like, wanting to, like, come on. But I think it's just because, they you know, there's not many, like, girls are, like, obviously up in Scotland, there's, like, hardly any. Like, I'm only one in my college class that's a girl, and I don't think there's, I think there's one, maybe two years above me, but there's no more that's came up. Yeah. Since me. No, it does sound like you're doing well, though. Yeah. Any things that you feel that you yourselves have sort of, Brought to the, brought to the company yourself, um, or even your your lecturers maybe. So, are there things that you've learned on site that you may feel are better than what you've learned in class? Better techniques, or even just being a bit more tech savvy that you bring to your employers. They might not know of a way to do a certain job, and because you know you might be a bit more interested in social media and things like that, where you'd be able to pick things up. Are there things that you've been able to to bring to the table? Um, we'll start with you, Tiana. Oh, it's going to be daft. You know the way it goes. We have a little slot. There's a little hole in the way it goes. You know, the test. That was yeah. one of them. Everyone in my company was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, everyone started telling everyone, you know, you could test at the back of the way it goes to take the cables out. I was like, yeah. Um, and also, for example, because I was the first Sparky, well, a female electrician apprentice on voids, they're now putting like, most of the lads through their inspection testing. Because I asked, I was like, oh, we want to go for it. Like, can we get like a funding to go for it? And now they're like, yeah, what else do you need like now? Because at first I was like, no, no. And I was like, but I enjoy what I do, like being on empty properties and learning. And now they said they're going to put me through my inspection and test because it was never an option before because of 
funding and whatever. And now they've said, you know what, maybe we can put her through it. Now they're putting all the lads through it that haven't got it. So yeah. in that sense, it's a bit of a, you know, they're happy. That's 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 what you find though, isn't it? If you if you know, without sounds without sounding ageist, you know, young younger people do tend to sort of have that sort of, you know, that they are aware of these new technologies and new courses or whatever it is, and you know, bringing that to the attention of your employees employers is a, a good thing, and not only benefit you, it might benefit your, your people yeah. around you, or even even your boss themselves. And you might find it's going to help you also. Um, let's 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 go over to Caitlin. Um, I don't know really. Like apart from armor, nobody in my company will touch really armor. That's life to me, um, because obviously I did it for so long. And I was like, no, no, I'd just leave it to you. Um, but we all kind of just help each other really, and like show each other, if like if somebody's got something, they'll just tell you, and then you just obviously if you if you think that you can do a better way, then like. As I say, like my company's good, like they don't really shut you down. Like if you want to do something, they'll like you. They don't. So it's like it's different, if you know what I mean, because you have that opportunity and they give you. It. Yeah, I can tell you've had a Domino's recently as well. By the way. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, I don't even know when this is for. It was just on the table. Mum, that's a bit holiday, so I'm dog sat in the house, so I have no idea when this one was playing it. What What about you, Michael? Well, since I started my new company, my new firm, I've never installed a car charger, but I've had great experience because with my old firm, I've installed a couple of them, so, and we're planning on installing some now. But yeah, we don't use Wagos, unfortunately. <laughs> we used to, the old firm I used to work for, it's all we used to use, but a new firm, very old-fashioned, don't like Wagos, stick with 15-amp blocks and stuff. They call me the Wago Queen. I always have, have I have loads of pockets and that. Well, some of most people don't know is the push fit ones are actually reusable as well. Yeah, I know. I think I keep them. I do. <laughs> I, w- I would I would also like to mention at this point, um, we've got um, Unicrimp, which is one of our companies under the Skullmore Group. They have got something similar, one of these connection yes. blocks. So it might be worth checking that one out. Um, I know a lot of people are, are moving over to them, but I don't want to go shoving products down people's throats i just <laughs> thought I'd, i just thought i'd mention that while while you were talking about that uh so uh, so yeah are there any um, i mean you said you work with your dad so were there any things that you sort of taught him in a way new new t- tricks or techniques technologies yeah technology literally technology he's very old-fashioned like he'll chase out a bat box with a bolster and a hammer so he instead of using like a sds He'll sit there with a hammer and chisel it out by hand. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> he he made me do that. Yeah. He, he yeah, his whole thing was learn it this way. So then when you do do it the easy way, you appreciate it. Yeah, that's not a bad learning technique. Yeah. Couldn't chase out too many sockets like that. No. Um, but yeah, no, just technology and tools really. He's very he's in his what mid 50s, so he's very stuck in his ways if you like so power tools the loss yeah yeah um I'm sorry about that i'm literally this has been a nightmare i was meant to get to liverpool earlier but yeah, don't don't worry about it it's fine honestly um before we finish i just the uh, last question i want to sort of ask you all we'll go around the table again uh, just just what your advice would be to anyone who's either thinking about setting out an apprenticeship or currently in, in their apprenticeship, just general advice that you found has helped you sort of get through it all. Um, we'll, we'll start with you, Tiana. My best advice is to have confidence and be always, like, be keen to learn and take everything in. Like, some people are just saying it's safe, but I actually mean it, like, take, like, literally, be like a sponge, absorb everything you can get, you know what I mean, out of your apprenticeship. Because if I knew what I knew then, now, I probably would have been flying past it, you know, with flying colours, but I didn't take everything in when I first started. It kind of backfired a little bit, but obviously now I'm on my own. It's kind of like, I wish I knew what they said to me back then now, because like instead of me calling them, I would have actually paid attention to it. Now I call them and say, oh, what did you say about two years ago? What did you say again? <laughs> but just be enthusiastic and take everything in as much as you can. And remember, like, there's an end goal, no matter how hard it gets. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Michael? Make mistakes. It's not wrong to... I learned from one of my biggest mistakes. I've learned not what to do now. 
um, did a heating system. First one I ever did was it was an oil filled boiler and uh, everything was wired properly except one thing. The boiler comes pre-made of a link between the switch live and permanent live. And I left that in and it, for two weeks it was just constantly going up to heat, dropping out, going up to heat and wasted about 800 pounds of oil. But luckily it all got wiped under and I've learned now if I ever wire a boiler up, first thing I do is check there's a link in case it happens again. Yeah. Did you own up to it? I did, yeah. I didn't mind. Let's say. And the plumbers leaked a load of oil anyway when they were putting the boiler in, so half of it weren't my fault. So blame, blame the plumbers. Yeah. yeah I, always blame <laughs> I think I think owning I think you're right though. Owning up to your mistakes is a big one. I've I've when I first started, uh, I always take pictures of my work and uh, one down I took a picture of and I realized because the live new earth neutral neutral earth live. This was about three years ago now, and I put it in, and I put live earth neutral, live earth neutral. But we hadn't powered that place up yet, and so straight away I was onto the phone to my old boss and was like, "Don't power up the lighting circuit." And straight away got around there and uh, sorted it out. Yeah, I, I see people, you know, who have been in the industry 30, 40 years plus, and they're still making mistakes. Still happens. Everyone does it. You know, it's not nothing to be ashamed of. You just have to learn from it. Don't you? Yeah, that's that's it. From that's why I always do now. So. Yeah. Yeah. What about what about you, uh, Caitlin? What would be your outgoing advice? Um, confidence. I think confidence has helped me like a long way. Um, especially but obviously not having like a good start with like trying try to get companies. Um, and if you have the right attitude, then you've gone fine no matter if you're male or female. So because once obviously we go back, because obviously we run at like. Up in Scotland, our summer holidays have started. Like we're maybe like a month in, so once obviously like, all the schools go back, um, my training officers take me into schools to like talk to obviously, like high school to try and obviously get people to come in, and obviously it like more aiming it towards like girls. So just just confidence really, and just like stand your ground. Like even though you're a apprentice, you're not any worse off than obviously somebody that's that's fully qualified. That you can just be as good. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it looks like we've lost Louis on um, on this chat, which is a shame. It'd be nice to get more um, feedback from him. And it's been a, a pleasure to have all, all of you on the show. Even Louis, if you're watching this, and uh, you know we lost out on you, it's been a pleasure to have you all on the show. So I want to thank all of you for coming on. Um, it'd be great to have you all back, maybe individually, as one or two of you together sometimes. So. Hopefully people out there has found this useful. And uh, if you have found it useful and you want to see more from us here at SGTV, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification button. There's plenty of videos. And like I said earlier, we've also got a mini series coming out for the job routes to electricians. So that's one to keep your eye out. Um, so it'll give you a bit of an inclination into the various different routes, you know, such as commercial, domestic, industrial, rail, agricultural, everything. So keep your eye out for that one. So anyway, I won't keep you any longer. And thank you all. We'll see you next time.